What's up, everybody? Quick note here before we get into this episode. We recorded this on Wednesday just before the news came out about Cliff being back at practice. So we do talk a lot about Roberson and Veyu and what the quarterback room looks like. Obviously, we still don't know Cliff's full status. It's great to see him back at practice. We don't know if he's 100% yet. We don't know what his outlook will be. So I think the conversation in this episode is still valid, um, but take it with a grain of salt. Like I said, everything we talk about here is before that news came out. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. We are. Tiger Parsons, you're listening to No Names All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Wednesday, October 20th, and your number seven Nittany Lions are hosting the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Is that the most lackadaisical, lack of effort nickname of all time? Hey, you're from Illinois. What do you want to be called? The Fighting Illini. That's neither here nor there. We are here to break it down, talk about some things that are happening in the Penn State world, and hopefully give you a nice distraction from your work week as you get ready for the game. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Calicchio. Pat, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Fresh off a weekend in Vegas, you know, Ooh. still recovering. But are you rich? Feeling pretty good. Uh, I had a very good weekend. Did you? Okay. That's not yeah. normally the answer when you hear people went to Vegas. Normally it's like, yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about it. Oh, I had a weekend, my friend. What's your, what's your game of choice? Um, so I, I did lay down a little, little action in the sports book. Nice. And then I, I play roulette. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am the same. I think most people, unless you're like a legit poker player, roulette just like gravitates for most people. It's like, it's fun. I pick numbers. I pick colors. And hopefully I win a lot. So uh, I did. Good for you. Good for you winning a lot. Uh, next time we hang out, dinner's on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. If I haven't squandered <laughs> all my winnings by then. Yeah. 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 Very, very true. Honestly, though, poker in a casino just isn't all that fun. Like I've no. played it before and it's more fun to just like play with your friends. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll hit like blackjack every now and then at a casino, but even that, it's like I'd read roulette. I don't know craps well enough. That looks like the most fun when the whole table's getting in on it, um, but I don't yeah. understand the rules enough. Roulette's a ton of fun. Like you get a couple people who are on the same color, or the same third of a table. It, it gets exciting, and that's where I typically lose most of my money. But every now here's and then the thing: you like get I, I, that, that's where I have one money, and so I stick with it. Uh, hey, you stick with what works. I will exactly. take that. Um, we got some things to talk about. We got a little bit of news, and then we'll get into you know a preview for for this Illinois game. Um, Penn State is a heavy favorite. We've got some quarterback controversies. Uh, it's homecoming, generation of greatness uniforms. Lots to talk about. Um, but let's do some quick hitters first. Your boy Jaquan Brisker, a midseason AP All American. Give it up for Jaquan. Love that. Um, he's had a hell of a well year. Deserved. Well-deserved, hell of a year. Um, you know, this is a guy you've, – you've been hyped on, I think, before he even broke out. Probably took me a little bit longer to get there, but uh, definitely happy for him. I've been hyped on Jaquan Brisker since before he played at Penn State. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you, can, you can give yourself a little pat on the back for that. Right, baby. Um, another big update coming out today, Drew Aller, our quarterback, one of our quarterbacks in the 2022 class, uh, was named the number one quarterback by 24-7. Got his fifth star. He is now a five-star by 24-7. Not yet by composite, I don't believe, but I'm sure he'll get there. Um, but by 24-7, the number one quarterback and the number 12 player overall. Pretty fucking awesome. So number one, that's above like uh, 
guys who are going to Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama, correct? Yeah, so you do have the one kid from from Ohio Queen State. Ewers? Reclass- he reclassified and he, he enrolled already. So he okay, was well, that in helps, this class. That helps a little bit, but we're still going to take the win. We're still going to take the win. Aller is number one over guys that are going to Clemson, going to Bama, going to Oklahoma, anywhere else that they're going. I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar with this class as, as some that I have been in the past where there are a ton of big-name quarterback prospects. Um, but the kid's a stud. Like I said, he gets his fifth star. He's number one, number 12 overall in the class. Um, I can't remember the last time we had a true number one a quarterback. I think Hackenberg was like number one pro style, but there was like a dual threat guy above him or something like that. Um, it's pretty cool to see Drew getting the recognition. Uh, and I think he actually commented on like PSU Barstool's Instagram of it saying like we are. So, you know, there's, there's always concerns when, when guys get yeah. highly profiled, like, are they going to stick with us? He seems 107% committed. So pretty exciting. Love that. Love it so much. So does that make two five stars in that class, him and DDS? Yeah, um, that's another thing. So DDS is a five-star by Rivals, I think, but not on the composite yet. Uh, they, this is where recruiting gets weird. Um, but also Nick Singleton is the number one running back in the country based on 24-7. I think he's a, maybe a four-star by them, not yet a five-star. So either way, this class, yeah. that we, this class that we have been talking about that is very, very good, that is still number one in the rankings, won't finish there, but that's fine. Uh, it continues to get better as the rankings update, and that's the big takeaway here. They are who we thought they were. They're really good. I'm excited for these guys to get on campus. Absolutely, man. This is like, a, especially, you know, given the current situation, some exciting news. <laughs> given the current quarterback room, it's nice to have a number one coming in um, and a guy that, you know, a lot of people are, are probably getting pretty excited for. Um, speaking of guys that we're getting excited for, this is one we haven't really talked a lot this season about guys in the NFL. Um, Normally, you know, we highlight we highlight guys who are having good weeks here and there, and it's kind of been a lot of the same. You know, Chris Godwin's still doing his thing. Uh, Saquon's dealing with some injuries, unfortunately. Allen Robinson, the Bears are just having a quiet year. So, like, some of the usual suspects we haven't talked about as much, but got to give some shine to two rookies. Micah Parsons, Adafe Owe, are pretty much battling it out for defensive rookie of the year right now. These guys are living up to the hype. Um, you know, overcoming any of the the downside that Odafe went through of, oh, he didn't have any sacks. Seems like he has a sack every week. Uh, and Micah Parsons is playing like a hybrid linebacker edge rusher and doing things every week that seems like no one else in the NFL is doing. So um, just really happy for these guys. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about our, who we thought they were. Micah Parsons, like we all knew he was special. Um, and – Odafe was like a, was a guy who we, we all said, you know, special talent. Let's see if he can put it together. And man, he's putting it together a lot faster than I thought he would. I, oh, yeah. Like anyone who asked me, I thought like, hey, I think this is going to be low end of productive NFL guy in a couple of years. But like he he's is. He's crushing it. Yeah. He's crushing it. <laughs> he's more than productive year one. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Super, super happy for them. Uh, I, I wish they both could win Defensive Rookie of the Year, but I do have a bet on Micah Parsons, so I hope I hope he edges him out in a very close battle. Fair enough. I like that. Uh, you know, I need to win my money somehow. I'm not at the roulette table. Of course. Um, all right, so let's get into this Illinois preview. I, I um, tried to actually lay down a futures at the sports bet, sports book for Penn State to win the Big Ten, but they wouldn't let me. Because I tried Why? to do it on I tried to do it on Saturday night and the new odds hadn't come out yet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta wait for the whole week to process. Yeah, that's yeah, unfortunate. Bullshit. Gotta plan better, Pat. Gotta plan I better. I know. Well, I hadn't uh, won the original bet 
Right, right. Until you didn't have, you didn't Saturday. Have the funds. I didn't have, have the funds. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of play money until Saturday. You see, you see I got a checking and I got a savings and my money. Exactly. Is I got to move it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, okay. I hear you. Um, well, let's get into this Illinois preview. Uh, like I said, it's homecoming. We've got generation of greatness uniforms, which uh, they're my favorite uniforms by far. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite ready to say they should be our standard home. I think people would freak out about that. But I think, like, for me, it's generations of greatness, number one. Road Whites, number two, and then our regular homes are probably number three for me. Um, but I'm really excited to see them back in action. White cleats, everyone knows that makes you faster. Uh, but we host Illinois. Illinois is two and five. Those two wins coming over Nebraska in week one, where everyone was like, oh, wow, maybe maybe Illinois is good. Uh, and Charlotte, who is, is a nobody. Um, they have close losses to Maryland and Purdue, which, again, in this cycle of college football is so weird. Illinois had a close loss to Purdue, who just beat Iowa, who just beat Penn State. So what does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. It's all, it's all nothing. Um, and their average loss margin is by about 13 points so far. So um, Penn State's a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it opened up around 17, I saw it in some books, and it's just been bet way up, almost a full touchdown. Um, Vegas thinks we're going to win big regardless of QB play over under is at 46 and a half. Um, so I think we need to start with the quarterback conversation. I think this might ruin some of our what to watch for. We'll get there a little bit later. Um, but the big topic that's on everyone's mind is one, who's going to be the quarterback this week? And two, do we have a quarterback problem? So in yeah, Franklin's well, press conference, go ahead, go ahead, you go first. First of all, I, I also love the generations of greatness uniform but we can't have them be our regular home uniforms because then we'd have to change the entire name of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Basic you know? blues. Yeah. Black shoes, okay, basic okay. blues, the name's all game. Okay, got it. We'd, got have, it. we'd have we, to rebrand the entire thing. We are sticking, we are sticking with the regular <laughs> uniforms. We're not changing it. Um, but let's talk about this quarterback controversy because uh, James Franklin said some things in this week's press conference that made some ears perk up, a uh, little bit worrisome. Basically, he said that reps this week will be split between Taquan Roberson and Christian Veyu. Uh, Roberson is in his third year with the program. Veyu is a true freshman. Uh, and he said, we're not in the position to name a starter. So some of this is Franklin just not saying anything like he always does. Uh, but some of this is, is saying that there's a little bit of a problem. He said uh, a player that's been in the program for a few years should be widening the gap. And right now it's somewhat close. And then he went on to say, if it's close, it really shouldn't be. Um, so I think this is worrisome for a couple of reasons. One, for this week, right? We cannot afford for this to be a close game because of quarterback play. Number two, for the future of this season, we don't know when Cliff's going to come back. We need to count on one of these guys to be a viable backup. Um, and number three, you know, you hate to look back, but kind of the what happened with our recruiting and development? Like, you remember we had five scholarship quarterbacks on this team. There's Cliff, Levis, Roberson, Michael Johnson Jr., Micah Bowens. Three of those guys are gone to transfer, right? We can't be upset about Levis. He's shown that he's deserved to be a starter. Um, Michael Bowens and Michael Johnson Jr. are not playing at their new programs. So did we just misevaluate? Did we not develop anyone to become a clear number two? Or have we just not recruited great over the last couple of years? So there's a lot to unpack. What's your take on, on all of this, Pat? Yeah, I mean, my honest opinion is that you know, if Franklin is out here saying like, hey, if, if it's close, it shouldn't be. To me, that means it's like Roberson must be separating himself in practice and where their worry is his ability to perform in the game. That's how yeah, I, I read it. this because the fact of the matter is he would never have been recruited for college if what he couldn't do in Iowa, he just can't, can't do. 
know what I mean? If you can't hit wide open receivers, there's no way you're becoming a college quarterback anyway. Yeah. He was a four-star. He was a four-star. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was pretty highly touted. And he just missed open throws. Like, he obviously has the ability to do that. What is worrisome is whether he can do it in-game, whether he's prepared to do it. And, you know, we all – like, there was a lot of flack for James Franklin this past two weeks about how do you have your backup quarterback so unprepared. And to me, he is – taking that into consideration goes, well, if we, if our guy who is now the starter literally cannot hit open receivers in games, we have to have a prepared backup. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's fair. I think what I took it as is like the gap, sh- the gap shouldn't be that close. Like the, the only gap you're evaluating is in practice, right? That doesn't play in the game. So when you're looking at a gap, you're looking at how they're performing in practice. And then yes, you're using Roberson's in game play. So I, I see what you're saying in that sense. Um, but I think I'm very worried at this point of did they finally see what Roberson had and they weren't evaluating enough in practice or they weren't giving him enough reps to see the problems at a large scale. And now they're hitting the panic button saying, Oh crap, we got to see if Veyu could be the guy. Um, that's scary. Veyu, I don't think has thrown a college pass. Like as yeah, far as I'm not. concerned, uh, that is scary, especially when you don't know Cliff's status, when you have Ohio state coming up the week after this, um, it's, it's worrisome, man. Uh, and I think, I think one thing too, that like, this always bugs me is like, we have, we haven't recruited the quarterback position very well. Right. And that's something we've talked about, and this isn't going to be a negative podcast, but we're talking about quarterbacks. So let's talk about it a little bit. Like we got lucky with trace. We got lucky that trace was good, right? He was a three-star guy. Most people wanted him as a safety turned out to break tons of records and be really, really great for us. That's awesome. Um, Cliff, same kind of thing. Like, you know, he wasn't the highest rated. We're now seeing how valuable he's been to us. Um, but these guys that we've recruited, we've had guys that are high three stars, low four stars. But it almost seems like we've never given anyone really a chance um, to be the next guy uh, because we've stuck with, you know, we've stuck with Cliff when things are bad. We didn't use Levis properly. And then these other guys, Roberson, Michael Johnson Jr., Michael Bowens, you know, either they didn't feel like they were going to be the guy. So they transferred or they didn't like the outlook of, you know, what the coaches were giving them. So it's a little scary in that sense, because you look at some of the teams that have done well and have had guys wait their turn, get their opportunity and then crush it. Right. Like Alabama went from Jalen hurts to Tua to Mac Jones, all had great careers. Bryce young looks like the next on that list. Oklahoma went from, what was it? Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, what was supposed to be Spencer Radler. Oh, just kidding. We have a guy who's even better than him. True freshman, Caleb Williams. Like we, we, we don't seem to have that for the last, you know, 10 years or so. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but it seems like it's been one guy that we're going to hold on to and, and hope for the best, no matter what. And we haven't really cared as much about what's been behind. Them. So that scares me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, listen, let's be honest. As much as we love a lot of the guys who have been on our center for us, Penn state has never been maybe since like, Kerry Collins or Todd Blackledge has never been in the discussion of, wow, does Penn State have the best quarterback in the country? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it hurt so much when Justin Fields flipped, right? Like we, we all, yeah. we're not going to reopen that wound, but it was like, all right, maybe this for the first time in the Franklin era, for the first time in a long time, we have a true bona fide five-star quarterback. Um, we just haven't been that. So like I said, I don't want to harp on the negatives. I hope that whoever it is, Roberson or Veyu, is ready for the challenge against Illinois. Hopefully it won't be much of a challenge, but I hope they're ready and they get meaningful reps. Um, and I hope Drew Aller is that dude coming in. 
right? He is a five-star number one quarterback. We have Bo Pribulet in that class, who is a very, very, you know, high, not high ranked, but people are high on him kind of guy. Um, you know, people are already planning it out of like, all right, Aller's going to come in next year, start 2022, 2023, 2024. He's going to go to the NFL. will wait his turn. He'll redshirt. We'll get him for two years after that. It's like, <laughs> I love, I love the wishful thinking, but I mean, Veyu is a four star. He's a true freshman. Maybe he, maybe he's a guy like it, it just seems like we're always hoping for the next thing after the three or four year starter. And not to mention too, Clifford has eligibility. He could come back next year. He could. And I wouldn't be that that shocked. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's not he, like he's, he's not a, high on draft boards right now. Yeah, exactly. It's there's. I know I'm rambling right now, but it's. I think this week and these comments from Franklin, like he doesn't openly discuss a lot about that, but like saying like the gap's not that much and it shouldn't be this close. Like I think part of that is him just trying to light a fire under Roberson's ass and, and yeah. make him more competitive, which I get. But at the same time, like it's a little scary as far as like state of the quarterback room kind of thing. Yeah, well, and the other thing to me is, like, we were saying, like, if the gap is close, it shouldn't be. To me, that, that is sort of like a speculation, because he would know if, it, if the gap – like you're saying, if, if, if they're going only off what they evaluate in practice, he wouldn't be yeah, saying – Yeah, but, that, but, but that's what he said. No, but that's what he said. He said, he said, he said right now it's somewhat close. Those yeah. are his words. And then he said, you know, if it's close – and he almost caught himself. He's like, if it's close, well, it shouldn't be. Kind of like he didn't want to talk more about it. So, like, he's yeah. telling us, like, this is closer. And a true freshman versus a guy who's third year in the program, they shouldn't be close. If they, if they, if they both guys were four stars, both were highly touted coming in. Like, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Veyu. Maybe he's doing some really nice things and they're rewarding him. But the way this was said, it sounds like it's a lot more of, like, oh, crap, Taekwon's not ready. So, yeah. Here nor there, we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, last thing that, that uh, he mentioned at the press conference, too, they asked him about transfer portal. Um, and, and he had actually actually a decent answer, which I thought he said, you know, most guys want to come in and be the starter, uh, you know, and we're not in the business of making promises. Um, he said we were thorough. We had some guys come in and actually work out. But, you know, we're not going to add a quarterback just for the sake of adding someone. Maybe, maybe we should have added someone for depth, but you know, like, like he said, a lot of the talented guys who want to be the starter and want to be guaranteed the starter. So I, I kind of like faulted him for a while of like, Hey, we should have brought someone in for this particular reason, but maybe it sounds like there wasn't any great options out there. Yeah. I mean, and that, that is like, you know, once he says it, everyone should be like, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Who's trying to transfer to a school to be their backup? No one. Yeah, except the guys that leave our program, like Michael Bowens, who's backing up in Oklahoma right now, or Michael Johnson Jr., who's not playing at Florida Atlantic right now. Like, it just yeah, but he must have thought he'd be the starter at Florida Atlantic. I would hope. Yeah, Um, here nor there. One thing was interesting. Complete side note, but when he was talking about the transfer portal, he said we had a player at another position that we would have loved to get, but he wanted to be guaranteed the starter, and we just couldn't do that. I'm like trying to rack my brain. I wonder who that player was, and like at what position. Like, was it a defensive back? Was it a running back? Was it a wide receiver? Like, I, I, wish, I wish we had access to that kind of stuff. I know we'll never know, but it would be kind of cool to hear that. All right, how about we get into Illinois? What do you say? All right, let's start. A what to watch for. I know we talked about the quarterback already, but do you have anything else uh, what to watch for in this game? I mean, listen, can we run the ball? You know? That – I'm – because I'm, I'm not counting on any sort of stellar quarterback play. I yeah. think it's going to be better than it was in Iowa. You know, as bad as take one Roberson looked, credit where credit is due, that was against one of the best defenses in the country. This is not. Yes. I, like, 
And I get there were unforced errors on his part, but like, there's no way he's going to be as bad as he was in Ireland. There's just no chance. Well, yeah. there's little chance, but <laughs> you know, can we run the football? Because we, we, there's, we also can't run the same offense we've been running all season where Sean Clifford and Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington and occasionally Cam Sullivan Brown just carry this team. Yeah. We have to be able to just put that ball in the hands of a running back who's going to average more than four yards of carry and get first downs and score and get chunk plays. I completely agree. Uh, if we look at Illinois, uh, they are allowing 163 rushing yards per game, uh, which is a good amount more than the 128 yeah. that we are averaging on the ground. Uh, and we'll jump to a Twitter question here. This one comes from Chris at Lions026. What are the chances our running backs break 150 yards on the ground total? Oh, God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, I'd be surprised um, just from our running backs. I do think. That's still like, especially if Tiquan Roberson's starting, he's going to rack up some rushing yards. Yeah, and I, I didn't pull just the running back data, but I did just total rushing yards per game. Um, we've been over the 150 mark twice. That was in Ball State and Indiana. Uh, both games, Clifford was running a good bit, so that, that kind of weighs it. Um, I, I'm going to say there's a good chance we go over 150 from the running backs because, again, if there's a defense that you're going to do it against, sure, it should have been Villanova, and it should have been Ball State, and it should have been, it should have been, it should have been. Um, but at this point, especially with a quarterback that you're not super confident in, Yurcich has to have some sort of scheme to get the running game going. Just has to. So I think we're going to see it this week, and I'm going to say there's a better than 50% chance we go over the 150. Like um, my what to watch for, uh, another thing that came out of the press conference, we haven't talked, we didn't talk over the bye week, but one thing that came out is PJ Mustafer is out for the season, um, which sucks because he was having a really good year, a guy that was probably looking at the NFL, um, you know, going to the draft and, and this now kind of questions that, um, but what to watch for, for me is, is who's the replacement and how do they step up? Uh, Devon Elise. I always said Elise, but I heard Franklin call him Elise. So I want to make sure I get that right. Devon Elise has played a good bit because Izzard has been getting reps. So I think those two will be the main two. Um, does, does Derek Tangelo step up even more? He's been a great addition from Duke next to PJ. Um, you know, does he now probably is the most experienced guy in that group. Uh, does he step up even more? And then Franklin talked about another couple of guys in this press conference said, Amin Vanover, they've been talking about putting some more weight on and, and using him inside as opposed to outside. And Jordan Vanderberg, uh, the, the transfer that we got in, or the, I don't know if it's a transfer, but the, the kid from Germany, I believe. Um, so there, there's options, right? But PJ was, PJ was a force in the middle, um, a leader on the defense. So kind of what I'm watching for is who replaces him and how does our defensive line look without him? You know, you look, the, the big talk about that was we are now at three of our four projected starters from the preseason are no longer starters. Adisa Isaac was supposed to be a starter. He got injured before the season even started. Hakeem Beeman was supposed to be a starter inside, they talked about. Um, but something happened, and we've never seen him. No one really knows. Uh, and now PJ out. So, you know, we've got AK still there, going to be wrecking things. But the, the rest of the group is really going to have to step up. So I'll be watching for that. I like that. Um, all right. Don't be surprised if. What do you got? Uh, don't be surprised if this is a low-scoring affair. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I hate it, we, but you're right. We have discussed the troubles at quarterback and the troubles running the ball. And on top of that, man, like, I'll tell you what, Illinois' defense isn't bad, you know? Like, yeah, they're, they're letting up a good amount of rushing yards per game, 
but they're, they're allowing 24 points a game, which isn't a ton. You're right. You know, for, for a bad team, that's not really as much as you'd expect. And, dude, they've recovered eight fumbles this year and are plus eight in the turnover margin. That's crazy. For, we, don't, we don't fumble the ball, so I don't know, I don't yeah. know where they're going to get their turnovers, but it is a little scary when you look at that. Um, but, I mean, for reference, we've recovered two fumbles and are plus three. The third best defense in the country is plus three in takeaway, and Illinois is plus eight. Yeah, I, mean, I, should, have, I should have done some digging to see if they had like, a, one game where there's a bunch. Um, but yeah, like when you, when you talked about like the, you know, they're not letting up a ton of points, like Purdue who just walloped Iowa, they lost 13 to nine, Illinois. They only let up 13 points to Purdue. Yeah. And that was, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, Wisconsin, they just got beat. It was 24, nothing though. And yeah, Wisconsin's not great, but again, you would think that teams should be able to run over Illinois. And to your point, you know, 24 points a game is, is not a ton. Yeah, like if you heard a team score 24 points, you're going to be like, whoa, big offense. Yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> uh, fair. So don't be surprised and, if it's low scoring. Is what yeah, and not to mention, if they're plus eight in the turnover margin, that doesn't just mean that they're forcing a lot of turnovers. It means they're protecting the ball. Yeah. So like, yeah, they while only... they might not be punching it in too much, you know, I wouldn't be predicting a bunch of pick sixes this game. Yeah, their quarterbacks, uh, so they have two guys that have played, Archer Sitowski and Brandon Peters. Um, combined on the season, they have just over 1,000 yards. They're at 50% completion rate, seven touchdowns, and only two interceptions. So not bad. Um, and I think we, we saw Sitowski last year at Rutgers, I think. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, I, had, I don't know if one of them's hurt, if they're rotating. I don't know exactly what happened, but both of them have decent, decent amount of stats, so it seems like they're using them both. I don't know who we're going to be seeing this week i don't think it matters to be honest but i'm not completely sure either um all right don't be surprised if i don't like my answer on this one but i I think it might actually happen don't be surprised if both of our quarterbacks play if we see roberson and veyu it doesn't make sense logically like whoever you pick should be your number two he should get all of the reps even if we're winning even if we're winning big if it's a complete blowout, maybe the other guy gets in in the fourth quarter. But it, it should be one guy because these reps are invaluable, especially if Cliff is not back next week. This guy needs to be so comfortable going into Ohio State. But for some reason, I have a feeling like this is going to be one of those where we've seen in the past where, like, Franklin doesn't name a starter up until, like, like when we go into a season, like, doesn't name a starter up until the very end. Like, that almost feels like a micro version of that this week. We're like, all right, we'll get the starter. Roberson will start but Vayu will play the second half because we're winning by enough. And he wants to get him, like you said, all right, if Cliff's actually going to be out, both of these guys need to be ready. I, I don't like it. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but don't be surprised if we see both of these guys in action. Yeah. That's a, an unfortunate possible truth there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, key to victory. What's the key? How, what's going to take us home, get us the win this week. Honestly, it's nothing too fancy or sexy. Key to victory is, Keep the offense on the field, protect the ball. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, our defense, I guarantee, is better than their offense. 100%. And really, our offense just needs to be a little bit better than their defense. All, yeah. Our offense just has to not be a disaster. We have to just not do what we did in the second half of Iowa, which was go three and out like 80% of the time, keep the defense on the field the entire game, exhaust them and then also turn the ball over and give the other team the ball in our own territory. If we don't do that, we should win the game. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's convert on the third downs, hit the wide open receivers, all the, all the simple things that should be able to happen. Like even, um, even when you're not scoring, don't go three and out. Yeah. Eat yeah. Clock. Yes. Just absolutely. be productive on offense. And that'll be huge for either of these quarterbacks too, getting them in a rhythm, getting them comfortable leading the offense. Mine is very similar, uh, similar to your what to watch for. It's run the damn ball and dominate for once. Just like make it easy on whichever quarterback is playing. Because whichever one it is, Roberson or Veyu, neither of them are very experienced, right? Roberson, that was the most experience we've seen from him in the Iowa game. And I'm sure he's still seeing ghosts from that. Like I said, I said last episode, watch his press conference because, you know, he was owning it and he was, you know, he was taking the questions, but at the same time, he was super uncomfortable. Like you felt bad for the kid. Cause like he was, yeah. he was giving like one word answers here and there. He didn't really want to talk about it. Like you could tell he knew it was tough. So if it's him, develop a scheme around him, run the damn ball so that he doesn't have to be the hero, you know, give him an opportunity to have a good game and to build on some momentum. If it's Veyu, same thing. This is his first action. Don't put too much on him. Don't make this a trap game when it doesn't need to be. There is no way we should lose to Illinois with me as quarterback. Um, Maybe with me as quarterback, we'd lose. But you get my point. Um, our defense will be great. Like, I don't expect them scoring at all, if any. Like, I, I don't see it. Um, you need to support the quarterback. Get a good running game. Allow them to get comfortable running the offense. And build some momentum as we go into next week. So, basically, don't overthink it. Um, I think we had one other Twitter question before we get into our final predictions. comes from Sweens. Um, he said, you already saw the game. I accidentally tweeted out that this is going to be an only recap instead of a preview. Thank you, Sweens, yeah. for calling me out. Uh, he said, but for real, how many sacks does this newly revitalized defense get this weekend? Feel like they have to be hungry. So for, uh, for some, some reference, uh, Illinois has allowed 15 sacks total, just over two per game. And our defense, uh, we have sacked the quarterback 11 times total, just under two per game. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been a real sack-heavy defense, and we are not don't have the guys <laughs> we thought we'd have at the beginning of the season. Um, I'd st- I think we see two, you know? I'm going to go a little – I think we get four this game because I, I think it is. It's one of those, like, all right, PJ's out. We got to step up. I think, I think AK has three by himself. I'm calling it right now. Bold prediction. That. Bold prediction, Arnold Ambiquetti has three sacks by himself. Yeah, I, then, I, I love Arnold Ambiquetti. Like, if he's he incredible. needed a kidney, I, I would show up to the hospital and see if I was a match at this point. He's incredible. He's, he's another guy. Like, and this is what's so weird about the transfer portal is, like, he's been here for less than a full season, and I feel so attached to him already. Like, I don't want him to go to the NFL next year because I want him to come back and I want him to play again. But at the rate he's going, he's probably going to go to the NFL. Um, but I think four sacks total. I think, I think AK has three. And then maybe because I Izzard gets one. Um, th- this is just a game where we're the superior superior team. Like we've talked about it a couple times this year of like, we are the better team. We should dominate. This needs to be sort of like a tune-up game going into Ohio State. Like do the things that we're good at, get the reps in, beat up on a team that's worse than you and feel good about things after this sour taste that's been in our mouth for a week and a half now, two weeks, because we had the bye. Like I hate going into the bye week on a loss. It sucks. So like this needs to be a statement coming back. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to cover uh, on this game before we get into final predictions? Nothing I can think of. All right. Let's get it. Pat, like I said, uh, the spread is 23 and a half over under is 46 and a half. What do you got? Yeah. So as much as uh, we need this to be a statement game coming out of the bye, I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not going to love my prediction. All right. Uh, what do you got? Penn State wins, but does not cover. And wins 20 to 10. Oh, God, I hate that. 
Yeah. If we win this game by 10 points, I'm going to be scared. I don't think we score enough points to even, like, okay. get, the, get the spread. Like, our, the amount of points we score to be less than what the spread is, in my opinion. I hear you. I, I don't like you right now, but I hear you. <laughs> um, I, I listen, Honestly, I give, if we score like 10 you. points a half with what we saw from the quarterback position last week, I would not be, like, devastated. I got to give it to you. You are much more logical in this shit than I am. Um, you are thinking with your head, not your heart, and I will, I will respect you for that. But I, I got it wildly different. Um, I, I said to him, like, yeah, I don't think we're going to score a ton. And I still have it as 35 to three. And that's not a ton for me, like thinking that we can put up 35 points on them. I know that's ridiculous. I know that's me playing with my heart and being a homer. Um, but you're taking the under. I am taking the under. I don't that. And that, that was me like saying, all right, all right, bump the brakes a little bit. Okay. Be that the Calicchio classic is what I think we cover. Telling me. I'm taking you, I'm taking the Calicchio classic. I think we cover, I think we put up enough points because of, again, I think the running game finally gets going because it has to. It absolutely has to. Yursich has to find a way to get yards on the ground with the running back and punch it in time and time again. So I think we're going to see a much better performance on the ground than we have in the past. And I think if it's Roberson, this defense is a lot worse than I was. He'll be able to get some of those easy easy conversions. We won't have the drops that we saw. We won't have the, we won't have the false starts that we saw. Like This should be a much easier environment to be average in. And I think that leads to enough points. So I got it. Penn State 35, Illinois 3. Maybe they get a touchdown. Maybe maybe it's a 10. Maybe it's a 10 and we get closer to that over. Uh, But I I don't see our our defense letting up a touchdown to these guys. Even if we're putting in backups in the second half, I I just don't see their offense being good enough. That's fair. By the way, the the Calicchio Classic is where I won most of my money in Vegas this past weekend. Really? What were you betting on? Uh, So I I took two covers and an under. Okay. Okay. Which games were they? Do you remember? I, I parlayed uh, Michigan State to cover four nice. and a half. They won by five. Took, Ooh, the Iowa, took the Iowa first half under at 21 and a half. Scored 21. Amazing. And then I took Bama to cover. They just demolished Mississippi demolished. State. Yeah, yeah. Coming, off, coming off a loss, they have to be. Yep. <laughs> Good for you, man. I'm jealous. I, I wish I could bet every week, but damn New York State just doesn't allow it yet. Well, I, I had to drive all the way to a different state to do it. Sure, sure, yeah. But you were in <laughs> Vegas, and I'm mostly jealous yes. of that is what I'm saying. Um, all right, man. I think that's all we got for this week. Um, coming off a bye, coming off a loss. We need a win. We need some confidence in the quarterback position. Of course, we're still hoping Cliff comes back for Ohio State. Like, I don't think we need to get into that just yet. But hopefully, whoever our quarterback is this weekend, we get some, we get some, you know, okay. Okay, maybe this guy does have it. Maybe it was a fluke. That's really all I can ask for. So, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoy the game this week. Pat, any last words? We are. We are. <laughs>